By a unanimous vote in June, state lawmakers approved legislation designed to ensure that veterans and their immigrant families have a pathway to becoming American citizens if they need it. The measure, which is named in honor of Army Sergeant Alex Jimenez, who died in combat in Iraq, was vetoed in November, with the governor contending that elements of the bill were duplicative of existing services and would detract from the state's ability to provide other services for veterans. To discuss the legislation and what could come next in 2024, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by State Senator Jake Ashby, a Capitol Region Republican who served eight years in the Army Reserves, including combat tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. Welcome back to the show, Senator. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. So I want to get to the bill in a second, but first, can you tell us a little bit about the namesake of this legislation, Alex R. Jimenez, who was captured south of Baghdad in May 2007 and ultimately killed overseas? Sure. So Staff Sergeant Jimenez deployed, I believe, with uh, the 10th Mountain Division and went missing in action south of Baghdad in the summer of 2007, and his remains were recovered uh, in July of 2008. And I remember... Uh, I remember when his remains were recovered because I was in Diyala province in July of 2008 in, uh, in Iraq. And I, what I didn't know at that time was that his wife was in the process of being actively deported. And what happened was the administration at the time stepped in and started a federal program, the Parole in Place program, which provides a pathway to citizenship for people who are undocumented and their families are serving. And it's a great program. It is funded federally. It doesn't get a lot of publicity, and there's no state in the country, I believe, that provides resources for it. New York will be the first when uh, this legislation goes through. I believe it will go through, uh, despite the governor's actions. We're not giving up on it. And it's a reminder for me and the best of what this country has to offer and how we can come together on an issue and strengthen ourselves at a time uh, of crisis. Each time our nation faces a crisis, the way that we end up on top is by recognizing the opportunities that it presents. And I believe that this legislation is that opportunity. Well, you mentioned the existence of a federal program. So what do you see as the role of the state in this process when it comes to maybe serving the needs of foreign-born veterans and their immigrant families? I believe why this federal program isn't widely known is because there aren't a lot of resources dedicated towards it. And so the states, I think, should provide more resources for this and that means social workers, that means paralegals, that means attorneys helping these families get through the legalization process because it's an arduous, it can be an arduous uh, journey. And it's one that I think they really need the help in order to make it all the way through. And who do you envision as the beneficiaries of the state program in particular? Can you give us more examples besides, obviously, Alex Jimenez of the types of situations where uh, the state program, if, if enacted, would take effect? I think, it would, I think it would serve a variety of families because you don't, the way the legislation is written, you don't necessarily have to be actively serving. You could have served. 
So you could have a family member who, who has served in the past and a, a brother, sister, spouse, parent who's here, who's undocumented. This would help them get on the books. And when I went through my officer basic down in Texas, there were so many people that, uh, you know, that I graduated with who didn't have the same background as me. It was one of the great experiences in serving is that you learn about uh, so many people. And I remember one, one guy in particular, he had come from Sierra Leone, and he was in tears during our commissioning ceremony because much of his family had been lost in Africa. They had been murdered. And he came over here, and the first thing he wanted to do was serve. Now, I know that that story, you know, it's powerful. There's a lot of people who come here who want to serve and bring their family over. And I believe that they've earned that right. And we are, it's incumbent upon us to recognize their sacrifice and their service and help them bring their families here. And in a state where we have such a long history in this nation of helping immigrants and being a beacon for them, whether it's Ellis Island or the Statue of Liberty, we need to capitalize on this opportunity. And militarily, think about this. I mean, we have the United States Military Academy. We have the te- uh, 10th Mountain Division at Fort Trump. We have multiple Army Reserve and National Guard centers, Navy militia, Navy uh, Reserve centers, the largest U.S. Coast Guard area of operation on the eastern seaboard out of New York City. Why are we not doing this? And further to that point, why is our new state agency for veterans not taking this on? This is, again, a perfect opportunity for this governor to capitalize on the legislation that she had passed last year, elevating the division to a state agency. Why are we not doing this? If she wants to call this duplicative, how duplicative does it seem to those who are serving and sacrificing right now who have family members who are clogged in this system and are not on the books? Well, before we move on, let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. This is the Capitol Press Room, and we're talking about legislation designed to help foreign-born veterans and their immigrant families access immigration services in New York. And our guest is State Senator Jake Ashby, a Capitol Region Republican. Uh, You mentioned earlier the federal assistance that is available, and in terms of New York programs that already exist, there's the Office of New Americans that oversees efforts to help undocumented New Yorkers and their families navigate the immigration process. Why does it make sense to provide additional services for veterans and their families through a veterans agency when we have an existing framework for helping immigrants in New York? My question in response to that would be, how well is that working right now? And is this an opportunity for us to improve it? And I believe that the veteran population, because they're federally employed, right? It's an opportunity for our state agency to empower them to work hand in hand with the federal government, which they do in a lot of other ways, right? Whether it's monitoring benefits, whether it's helping, uh, helping them guide through different legal processes. Why can we not do that in this instance for these, for these families? I, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me to keep it separate. And when we look at the other programs that we have, whether it's peer-to-peer counseling, education, health, all of those things, I believe, should be moved into this state agency. 
New York, when we look at the money that's dedicated to our veterans in the state of New York, it's abysmal. New Jersey has half the number of veterans that New York State does, and they dedicate three times the amount of funding. Three times the amount of funding. Why? Why is that? The state of Pennsylvania, it's their state agency is one of their largest state employers. These states are empowering veterans and providing resources for them. New York right now, for whatever reason, is reluctant to do that. But we're not going to stop pushing for this. It's discouraging to me right now when we look at the world that we live in and we look at you know, our sailors right now facing threats in the Middle East, uh, Houthi terrorists sending over drones. We continue to face threats. We had our nation's longest war over 20 years, right? The sacrifices that those men and women and their families made, we need to acknowledge that here in New York, and we need to send a message that we're going to invest in you, and we appreciate your service, not hide behind this notion of a duplicative service. Well, in addition to that critique of the bill being duplicative, the governor's veto message also argues that if the state was to provide these immigration services to veterans and their families, that it would come at the expense of other work that the state uh, veterans office is trying to do. So when you think about moving this bill forward in the future, is there a part of you that says, okay, I guess we're going to have to do this in the context of the budget so we can ensure that there is money attached to this? Or... Are you going in 2024 with the same uh, approach as 2023, which is pass this as a standalone bill with no new money attached? We have roughly a $230 billion budget, state budget. We're asking for $500,000. So the argument that this is somehow financially unattainable is ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't even know how you can say that with a straight face. Not you, Dave, of course. But uh, the government... It's a lot of Botox. Keeps me from being expressive. <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's such a, it's a ridiculous and absurd argument. Uh, and it highlights where the priorities are. The fact that we would have to cut in other ways to find this amount of money to help, you know, the, these families. You know, you have a lot of, the other, the other side to this of why it goes, why it should go through the Veterans Agency is you have active duty soldiers and reserve soldiers coming in and out of this state at a frequency that I think is high, right? You have the 10th Mountain Division, you have the United States Military Academy, all of these reserve and National Guard centers scattered throughout the state. A lot of these soldiers are PCSing in and out and ETSing in and out of the state. It would make sense to have a dedicated agency tracking that and helping and helping them not to just throw it to the winds of another organization. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with State Senator Jake Ashby. He is a Capital Region Republican who served eight years in the Army Reserves, including combat tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. Senator, thank you so much for visiting us. I really appreciate it. Hey, Dave. Thank you. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show.
Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.